Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey. How about the uh, all of uh, Carter's people getting into a kerfuffle? On, uh, yeah. St. Patrick's Day, huh? Uh huh. Not all is well in Euphoria. What restaurant is that, Rook? Tori Ramen. I have not been there. Where? What is it? It looked like a Mickey's Diner type place. Uh. Give me the ads and let's get going. I got. Uh, you don't want Tony Ramen? <clears throat> um, we're looking at uh, Eco Frats Eco Grund Mueller Grund K A O. Um, hold on a second. Is there any way you'll watch that podcast I sent you the link to? Any way at all, John? Me? No, I haven't me? talked to you about it yet. Yeah. Uh, if, if you want me to, I, I really, really do. <laughs> okay. You don't care if I watch his other stuff, but you want me to watch the alien stuff. I want the Brett dark horse podcast. <clears throat> yeah. I, I want you to watch it. Just that one. I, yeah. Just yeah. the link I, I said. The, al- the alien one. Yeah. With, um, yeah. Jeremy R- Riss. Okay. Sure. Sure. MGLS, Kenneth. Yeah. Schoonover is, I've got that recorded. Yeah. Pro Turf. Tri Stater. Um, Please say that's it. Uh, you got a moon. You can do it moon today or tomorrow. I'll Joe's, do it. Joe's got an eco fund today. Right. I'll, I'll do moon tomorrow. Okay. And what does Joe have? I got the Grund. Eco. Spencer's back. Grund. And what day is today? March 29th? 30th. March 30th. <clears throat> Already? Today's the 30th? Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll be pleased to know we got uh, some ice out. Oh, oh good. Lordy. 1858. It then 58. That's right between uh, 57 and 59. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. You're listening live. I'm Brent Musburger. Whatever happened Brent's Brent? still alive. <laughs> Funny, we both had the same thought there. Yeah, Irv Cross is gone. Yeah, Irv died. He had cancer, right? I think something. Now I gotta look it up. I got See it. how you guys are. Brent Musburger is looking old. Eighty-three years of age. Doesn't he have something to do with gambling now? Doesn't he? Uh, isn't he a spokesperson for? Yeah, I think he. Endorsements. <clears throat> Dang it. Doesn't say. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious. No big deal.
It's opening oh, day. Yeah, yeah. The new venture, Vegas Stats and Information Network, is the first multi-channel network dedicated to sports gambling information at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where I have stayed. It's huh. off the strip, but it is one-third of the price. Got it. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to grab. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of that disinformation, Bill? Are we going to get into that, Joe? I, I don't know what you're talking about. It was on the, it was the top of the fold headline. Uh, Star Tribune. I, I like this concept, but do we need a law? You know what I mean? I didn't read it. I saw it as a subset of the uh, yeah, it's school head, funding gap, so I didn't even read it. The co-headline or the secondary, whatever you call it, lawmakers target election dis disinformation. Um, you should read it for tomorrow because it takes us down a very, very dangerous road. I'll read it. which I've actually been, just by coincidence, immersed in disinformation theories this morning. Disinformation. Oh, um, where did that come? Oh, right here. <laughs> Do you hate that? So I have one of those shirts, John, like Which you ones? have on. Yeah. Like you have on. And I went to buy another one yesterday. Yeah. $39. It, yeah, I went this year to buy new ones too because these are getting big because I lost weight. But the color you're right. Be, the color couldn't be worse. Oh, that's why I love it. Yeah. Mine is black, but I love that color. I, ha just... I have a black one. I have a gray one. I have this one and I have the gold one. Oh, you like hell, the gold yeah. one too. You told me about the gold one. You've made an investment. And I have stores. a small one. That's like $130. No, but they were, when I bought them, they were on sale for $21.99. This Ooh, was like good two, price. two years ago. But now you're right. I went back to buy some this year and I didn't buy any because they're a little out of my price range. Hey, uh, Joe and Matt, check your phones. I sent a text. Uh, very accurate. I agree with you. All right. 
Do, do, do. Why do you think I was saying what I said before? Gotcha, hey, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Copy that, cowboy. Ten four, good buddy. Hey, I'll Joel. catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> wow. All right. You, you guys are weird. Cores delivered across this country. Here's your man. <laughs> Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores, bleeper. I'm pulling up the bleeper. audacity. You mustn't have the audacity. Don't talk to me like one of them English peoples. Quite right, <laughs> yes. <A> Scottish. <laughs> All right. Um, in, Peaky in Peaky Blinders, they're, they're of gypsy descent. The, oh, uh, the, can you even the, say that word anymore? The Peaky gypsy? Blinder... Uh, Mob is a our uh, native gypsies. It's gypsies, yeah. tramps, and thieves. You hear from the, 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 the gypsy jazz. Yep. yep. High noon. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Three, Stores. Three, two, one. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores <laughs> brings you Garage Logic <laughs> Podcast number one thousand forty-six, March thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. Eighty-three degrees on this day in nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, not today. Three below on this day in 1923, and we have ice outs. Oh my god, <laughs> three ice outs on Minnetonka on I'm this crazy. day 1858, 1945, and 2019. See, see how that works? It's kind of all over the yeah. map. Uh -huh. The White Bear Lake went out on this day in 1946. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Who put me over there on the TV? I don't like that. Where? I'm over there. Where do you want to be? I was. I'm usually where height is. This is a bit. Oh, your position. See, I can't talk from over here. I have to talk right here. You're gonna talk on. I have to talk on the mic, man. Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't really work. Do you recall we had the moment of silence for the John Deere dealership out in Madison? Yeah. Midwest mm -hmm. equipment. All those Mad cylinders town. lost, and now I have some new news on that. Uh, please don't use my name on the air. Thank you. I wish people would always put that at the beginning of an email. <laughs> right. Uh, Joe, I was listening to your podcast the other day where you were talking about the John Deere fire in Madison, Minnesota. The moment of silence was very GL-like and touching to me. Thought I could bring you some inside information. The fire started about 6 p.m. A technician had just driven a tractor into the service bay and shut it down. He walked to the front of the building to pick up the work order. By the time he got back to the tractor, a tire was already on fire on the unit. Whoa. Black smoke was filling the service area. He got out of the building and called the fire department. The first thing the fire department did was shut off gas to the building. The reports of a gas line rupturing and feeding the blaze are erroneous. From there, things progressed rapidly. The fire was so intense that the overhead doors and the walk-in service door were swelled shut from the expansion of the metal in the building. Hmm. A front-end loader was then used to push the doors in so firefighters could start spraying water under the rapidly growing inferno, approximately 60, 55-gallon barrels of oil and plastic drums were located near the tractor and added to the fuel mixture. These were of, on inventory to service the farmers for upcoming planting. 
The inferno soon grew out of control and the entire building was lost. The smoke plume could be seen for miles and people reported smelling the fire 10 miles away. No lives were lost, thankfully. Having grown up in Madison and calling in my hometown for more than 60 years, my first concern was for the families and the incomes lost. It is reported that Midwest Machinery is planning to rebuild the facility bigger and better. All employees will face no loss of income and they will be taken care of in true GL fashion. Nice. A company located physically nearby is letting Midwest Machinery use a portion of their facility to set up shop in order to accommodate servicing and storing of inventory for local farmers. How did the fire start? It is yeah. speculated at this time that the tractor had a fuel leak. High-pressure fuel rails on tractors are made of a plastic polymer these days. They are susceptible to pinhole leaks. The pressures in diesel fuel rails are around 30,000 pounds per square inch. Diesel fuel has a tremendous amount of thermal energy and burns very hot and vigorously with the proper fuel-air ratio. A local Madison farmer lost a combine to this problem a few years ago. Thought you could use a ray of hope with all the negativity that surrounds us today, always pushing back. Faithful listeners, since my days, I let a blind guy drive me home. (laughs) That is good news that That John is taking care of its people. A great explanation. I was ready to go down the the rabbit hole because I was thinking, break fire? But how could driving it in from the yard into the building cause a break to heat up that much and cause a fire? We see brake fires with semis all the time. A pinhole leak spitting. That makes fire, absolute sense. Yep, yep. And, and diesel is hard to light with mm-hmm. a lighter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just fire right up. You really have to feed it fire to light it up. Yesterday on this day in history, we, we mentioned William LeDuc, who had moved to Hastings. And Kelsey wants us to know, you've driven by his mansion several times in your lives. It's on the east side of Highway 61 as you drive through Hastings. Well, I know it well. It's the only big mansion you see as you drive through Hastings. Okay. It's on the north side. I'm sorry, the east side of the street. Is it on a, it's on a hill? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, that's William LeDuc's place. Got it. I think it's now open for tours and things of that mansion. Hastings is a great town. And, and more catching up to do on the, the Walls uh, situation with his moving to the estate. Uh, again, thank you, sir. You You put at the front of your email, please don't use my name. I think we know who it is, though. I don't. Thanks, Ray. I'm not so oh. sure. You just barely tiptoed through around the elephant in the room on the governor's mansion story, as you wonder how the updates to the house can be so expensive. The mansion is on the National Register of Historic Places, and thus is under the eye of the State Historic Preservation Office, or SHPO, pronounced SHPO in government acronym alphabet soup lingo. In my work, I manage a few buildings on the register, and the Shippo is a rigid, humorless outfit that makes me turn on the elevator music. When I sit down in the morning and make a list of the evil things in the world, Shippo slips right in between Putin and Kim Jong-un. In the case of the governor's mansion, I'm quite sure that the updates that are needed have to be installed in a way that they don't negate the historic nature of the house, and the cost to do so is astronomical. In my 25 years of work, my organization has seen multiple buildings condemned because we lack the funds repair to repair them to SHPO standards. For their part, SHPO, that's the State Historic 
Preservation Office. For their part, SHPO would rather preserve a ruin than allow a building to be repaired in a manner that does not conform to them. It took them nearly 2,500 years to shed Confucianism, but the Chinese eventually realized the unrelenting worship of our ancestors wasn't productive for society. Shippo would like to bring it back, millions of dollars be damned, name withheld so Shippo doesn't get me sacked. They could if they wanted to. Mm. And we also have... uh, uh, this is from, does he say don't use my name? This is from Lanny. Something really stinks with this Sunfish Lake lease deal. This home was listed on the market for $1.9 million from December of 2022 through March of this year and did not sell. No $1.9 million home has a market rent of $17,000 a month. There are five homes on Lake Minnetonka that have rented in the last year from 5000 to 7000 per month. Now, granted, the homes are not as big, but this would be offset by Minnetonka's superior desirability. On top of that, I looked at the Sunfish Lakes carpet in the recent listing photos, and it looks perfectly fine. The listing pictures of most of the rooms, uh, the listing has pictures of most of the rooms. Of course, no media outlet is going to investigate further, I am sure. Here is a link to the home with photos. And I guess you just go to realtor.com and look for it. But that's a good point. Why is the rental so high? And there's another better point coming up for GLers. Uh, because people are willing to pay it. That's why it's so high. Uh, this is from Dane. Joe, I think you may have missed an angle when discussing why the people of Minnesota don't care about Governor Walz's mansion rental. Not only do they not care, they probably read the story and thought that damn rich Republican running this place to our dear leader at such an extraordinary rate. He's the evil one. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Point. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, in terms of Governor Walz having a vehicle, this is from Tom. On your March 28th show, you pondered whether our illustrious governor owned a vehicle. I live fairly close to the governor's mansion and can attest to see him to seeing him driving his 1970s era International Scout. Oh. I last saw him driving at northbound on Lexington Parkway on a sunny Saturday afternoon in the fall. I must say it's a beautiful vehicle in excellent condition that would certainly be considered a collectible. My guess is that the old scout gets about 12 miles to the gallon, but I suspect he can afford to fill it up occasionally and tool around town surveying his vast kingdom. Always pushing back, Tom, in St. Paul. Uh, He briefly alluded to something there that's worth discussing. Uh Uh, The international scout, not environmentally friendly. That is a spewer. That's a spewer. Yeah. Uh, and Dave uh, DeGroote has a great question about the garage door opener, if, in fact, we ever have one. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, you may have already addressed this, but my question is this. Does it count as the official garage door opener if it is storming, or should it be a nice day to enjoy the temperature? I've been a listener to your show since 1993 and have bounced around the country. I have brought the GL mindset with me to everywhere I have moved and currently reside in Iowa. We set up chairs and a table with drinks and food at the top of the driveway every year and invite the neighbors over to celebrate 
the garage door opener. I thank you in advance for your timely responses. I need to get the word out quickly. This Friday is expected to hit 70, but storm like crazy. Uh, this ruling has never been required of me. And my ruling is as hmm. follows. Yes, it's still a garage door opener if it's storming. 70 yeah. is the key. 70 is the, the only oh, factor. I oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 70 oh. is the only factor. If it's storming, you just dip back into the garage. That's all. So, yes, it's a garage door opener if it is storming. Now, isn't that interesting that he notes uh, that some 70s are expected in Iowa tomorrow. We're expected to have 50-mile-an-hour winds and snow. <laughs> 50-mile-an-hour gusts uh, and snow. Six to ten inches, according to Jonathan Uhas. Winter storm watch. Hey, uh, can we go back? I, I have an irritating question regarding the governor. Isn't he supposed to have state patrol security with him whenever he leaves the mansion, or is that just wrong? Is well, that... you would think a king would. <laughs> Matthew, do you happen to know with uh, Governor Ventura? Um, I do believe that you do have some private time, but for the most part, especially if you're going to an official event, you know, um, what was it? Ron and Tony were his guys and the Paul. So and it, it could be per, it could be absolutely plausible that he's got time off and he can get in his car and drive around. Right. But there's right. always a trooper on site there. There's yeah. always a uniformed trooper that's on site. Right. He's got okay. his little cubby hole. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah. let's stick with the dear leader. You want me to call a guy and verify it? No. Nah. Uh, Walls has appointed the state's first ever chief equity officer. <laughs> What's Stephanie, that costing us? Well, we'll find out. <sighs> Stephanie Burrage, B-U-R-R-A-G-E, Burrage, Buraji, mm -hmm. will shape policy to address racial inequality in Minnesota. Well, well, right off the bat, you, you've got a problem, dear leader. Inequality is different than equity. They're not the same thing. Correct. Words have meaning. Equity is equal outcomes. Inequality is the prevention of someone even seeking an outcome. So there's no need for an equity officer unless you believe in equal outcomes. But we got a new one, Stephanie. Uh, she's a deputy commissioner at the Minnesota Department of Education, where I guess that little $250 million food fraud might have slipped <laughs> under her nose along with all the other people in the Department of Education. She uh, discusses how a working group called Mind, Body, and Soul helped shape, uh, shape Governor uh, Walz's uh, appointment. He announced Wednesday the appointment of uh, this, and uh, Barrage worked over the past year with hundreds of black community leaders to gather input that helped shape the state budget framework recently announced by Walls and fellow Democrats at the legislature. In what was called the Mind, Body, and Soul initiative, she met monthly with leaders across the state and heard concerns about issues like affordable housing, the education achievement gap, and workforce development. Minnesota has some of the largest disparities between black and white students. Why? All you lefties have been in charge for a long time. Barrage <laughs> said her work has already started with the sessions and will continue when she assumes her new role. I will be listening. 
And I want people to reach out to say, if you need help, I need help. She told reporters and others gathered at the governor's reception room at the Capitol. That's my job to hear what you issues are, hear what your issues are and help, help it sit in government so that we're, we are in partnership together. I, I want to be your partner. Barrage said she hopes to bring all communities across the state to the table and on and on and on. Uh, before taking her role at the state education department, Barrage or Baraji was interim super and assistant super in Robbinsdale. She had district leadership positions in Michigan and was a teacher and principal in the Minneapolis schools. Hmm. So uh, she's got all that going for her, so. um, which is nice. Which is nice. But so uh, explain this to me. Mm-hmm. If I've worked hard all my life mm-hmm. or semi-hard or not hard at all, but I, I've, I've got what I've got and it's resulted from my work. Mm-hmm. If somebody else doesn't have what I have and they haven't done the work, are we going to give it to them? Yes. Because you're white, Kenny. Yeah, but, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We've been through the equity. Yeah, I know. I know. I I made the mistake of looking up equity versus equality, and it comes from George Washington University. So I don't know if I believe it or not, but it's it's supposed to be simple, and it just further confuses me. Picture an apple tree. That's okay. That's what they show. Right. Picture an apple tree. Yeah. And a guy on a stepladder. Yeah. Picking apples. We looked at the same page. Right. Pick a guy on a stepladder picking apples. Yeah, he's putting them into the bushel basket. Right now, picture an adjoining apple tree, and there's a person on the ladder, but the ladder isn't close enough to the tree to reach the apples. Right. So equity would mean that you'd have to save this idiot. You'd have to uh, take the step ladder and get it close to the tree so the moron could reach the apples. Yes. I mean, it's that simple. Yes. The guy's yeah. too stupid to move the ladder to where he can reach the apples. (laughs) So we need a new department for that. (laughs) Yeah. We need a chief (laughs) equity officer to move the step ladder. How do you like them apples? (laughs) Very funny. Uh, And then to further confuse me, they have an image of inequality, Mm -hmm. which is an apple falling out of one tree and a person catching it and no apple falling out of the other tree and the person having nothing to catch. That's which which strikes me as not being the fault of a human being. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's be, what uh, I'm like, well, that blame the apple tree. That apple <laughs> fell, and I, I didn't touch it. Yeah. Well, yeah. my apple didn't fall. Well, that's because, I, you know, honest to God. Is it, 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 you expect to win the lottery, but you don't buy a ticket? Is that what it is? But, uh, I don't yeah. I, I Equity don't know. would be a ticket should be purchased for you. Okay. So that you have the same chance to win the lottery. Oh, Kenny. So you're too stupid to go buy a ticket. I really am. (laughs) And you're too stupid to move your POS ladder (laughs) near the tree. Your rickety ass ladder. Yeah. Your rickety piece of crap ladder that you got in a garage sale for 50 cents. You're setting it. Hey, hey, Kenny. You're yeah. setting the ladder up too far from the tree. You can't reach the apple. Do, 
do what now? Move what? the ladder. And <laughs> nobody's bringing this up, but in all these images of people on ladders, they're all on the very, very, very top step. Right. Don't even get to the top <laughs> step. Move the ladder under the tree so you can stand on about the third or fourth step, step up. Yeah. And then you're picking apples. Or do like I do. Get your son to drive the tractor. You get in the front end loader. He raises it up and drives up to it. (laughs) Or just get an electric chainsaw and cut the damn tree down. That might take you a month. Then nobody has apples. (laughs) Everybody's angry. Oh, man. Well, let's stick with our leaders. And and thanks to... uh, Richard Reeve, I think, is the only guy in town for Five Eyewitness News who was on to this story. I haven't seen it in either paper. I didn't see it on any other newscast. But alcohol and an argument at the Tory Ramen restaurant in St. Paul unfolded around midnight, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. That is the oh. former Chris and Rob's. It's that rail car. Right on 7th Street? That's on 7th Street, yes. Oh. Tory Ramen. What do you get there? Noodles? Uh, I'm looking up the menu right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. They just came in. They were obviously intoxicated, recalls restaurant owner Jason Dorweiler. He said a group of seven people came in asking for a table while three of the men went to a restroom. All right. Uh-oh. They were very loud. We heard noises from inside the bathroom outside while service was going on, Dorweiler said. <laughs> we we checked in on them. It appeared they had... Uh, uh, urinated all over our floor, oh, which, oh. That's a, which is a bad sign. Bad Not bad in addition to them coming in and just being annoying, they proceeded to sit down and were just belligerent the whole time. Police records list two in the group as Crystal Cruz Williams, the director of business management in Mayor Melvin Carter's office, and Kamal Baker, the mayor's press secretary, because the mayor's got a lot of people. Apparently, with not enough to do. Dorweiler says he and the restaurant manager, John Keenan, told the group they had to leave. Keenan saying he warned them he had pepper spray. Shortly after that, they say things escalated. They were throwing punches at my staff, so we had to kick them out. Eventually, they filed a police report, Dorweiler said. We ended up having to pepper spray them for anything to work. They just weren't listening. Wow. A second police report filed days later shows Cruz William called police saying she wanted to report an assault. In the report, she says she was trying to de-escalate the situation and that she told the manager she and her friends were going to leave. Five Eyewitness News went to City Hall attempting to ask the mayor about the situation. My words, astonishingly enough, he wasn't there. <laughs> so then uh, Channel 5 reached out to the chief of staff, Peter Leggett. Leggett released a statement disputing the restaurant's version of the events, saying in part, while I am obviously limited in what information I can offer. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. While I am obviously limited in what information I can offer regarding activities of city workers and their personal non-official lives, I was informed by two city workers that they filed a police report last week relative to this incident that will likely contradict the description of events included in your email. <clears throat> well, I'm sure it will. The report Leggett mentioned is the one filed by Cruz Williams obtained by Five Witness News. She said both she and Baker were pepper sprayed in the face. Well, you probably wouldn't have been if you had been quieter, but police records show no one needed medical attention. 
All right. You can get uh, like miso and soups and that kind of stuff. What about a bacon cheeseburger? Uh, not on the menu. Oh. It's unknown what will happen next, but one of the two police reports mentions insufficient evidence. Hmm. Ah, the always hmm. available insufficient evidence. We often mess uh, mention the fact that you need trusted friends and advisors around you to tell you you're being an idiot. In in this case, if it would have been the four of us in there causing a disturbance, um, and when that manager would have said, "Well, I'm going to have to pepper spray you," I would have turned on my heels and left you bastards to fight with them. <laughs> right, right. The manager. No, you know what you would have done. You well, gone, I call. You would have gone Angel Martin, and you would have said, "I'm not with them." Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would have gone outside and called an Uber yeah. and gone home to bed. I ain't with them. I don't even know them. No idea. Uh, <laughs> I have some wonderful news. Grundhoffers is back in the GL fold. What? That's right. Spencer's back. And just in time for Easter hams. They've set a record last year for Easter hams, I believe. They are the finest hams you're going to find for Easter. And now you'll have time. You can order your nice. double smoked ham for Easter. Call Grundhoffers and reserve this ham. 651 426-2800. Say hello to Spencer. You can visit the Hugo yeah. location on Highway 61 or the Forest Lake location on Highway 97, just uh, east of the Interset. And remember, all Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota grown. It's beef for Minnesota's farmers. And don't forget, you know, we've been through the brats. I we know I, the brats by heart. Yeah. There's 140 of them. The Town Ball Meatloaf, the Rookie Burgers. Uh, Spencer, uh, is back. We're very thankful he was with us from the beginning. Back, he took bro. a little time out, and now he's back. Yeah, It's uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake, and you've got time. Order that double-smoked ham for Easter. Damn! 651-426-2800 at Grunhofer's. Copy that. That's 23. What do you want to do here, Ken? How about that train derailing, huh? Oh, let's bring that up. What's going on with the trains? They have allowed um, residents to return to their uh, homes. Oh, did it's, they? Okay. Yeah. It's ethanol. It was destined for our gas et- tanks, wasn't it? Ethanol and corn syrup. Well, that's what ethanol is. What a mixture. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Duh. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Corn is, <laughs> syrup is very bad for you. Yeah, you got to get that sugar cane, baby. Wait, why do you? When do you have corn syrup? Wait, no, it's wait. I, and... No, no, wait, wait. Uh, I'm wrong. I support our farmers. You're wrong. Corn syrup good. <laughs> I, I live out here. I got to, you know. <laughs> wow. I saw Kenny. a documentary about it. It's very uh, chilling. And uh, well, what's to, the corn syrup to appease, that you, appease all food, my neighbors? It's in everything. It's in pop. And... No, but I mean, what you know, when you have corn syrup in your cupboard, what do you put that in? I don't know. I don't. Is cook. it just baking? I don't know, man. You you should know of all people. Yeah, you're. The well, food I'm not guy. a baker, though. No, but you're the food guy, and don't ask us any food questions. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. You got mustard on my hot dog, Say, dummy. No, Get right. away from me. You don't even, you don't even <laughs> heat it up either. In do you order have any to cookies or anything over there. Any food item oh. at all over there? No, I'll bet you ten bucks the ingredients would show corn syrup. 
Uh, in order to appease all of my neighbors, I love both corn-fed beef and grass-fed beef. I love them equally. I do, too. <laughs> and I love corn on the cob. I just saw at the airport Brad from the corn roast at the state fair today. Really? I yeah. wouldn't know him. Huh. Good guy. Really good guy. He a GLer? Yes. Very much so. Hello. Hello, then. Yeah. Let's go here. Are we ready, Kenny? What yes. Do do, baby? Yeah. What, you write, what you're writing about, Joe? I don't know yet. <laughs> you want to do it in spot or under bump? Uh, that's it's preferable to be under bump, but okay. it's your, always. I your like call. that sound. It depends on the bump. Uh, we'll find a dill one here. Okay, I am. I'll find one today. Rolling. <laughs> Any time now. Jeez. Let's do it. Hit a button. Here's a man who spends hours <laughs> in hardware stores, sitting through the nuts easy. and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Another week. It sounds like Big Head Todd and the Monsters. It's not. <laughs> I think it is. It's That's his sound. It's, it's a fender it's through a, a, yeah. a fender through a fender. You're wasting your time. Another <laughs> big sale. Another big one. Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Actually, the sale runs a couple of weeks here. Save up to four hundred dollars on select bronze, colonial, fat boy junior, and centurion saves. Don't wait. This deal is not going to last forever. It's just a couple of weeks. April 12th, the final day. Liberty Safe made here in the USA with full transferable lifetime warranties, best fire protection. And our guy, the owner and proprietor, Rich, he's going to get you set up with professional delivery and installation. There's a website and a phone number, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. The phone, if you want to talk to Rich, 763-494-494. 9075. He's at 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and it's the big sale on the Liberty Colonial Fat Boy Jr. and the Centurion through the 12th. Check them out, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Then stop in and say, Hey, Rich. This is a story dated March 1st of this year. So, what, three weeks ago? I think Kelsey alerted me to this. Maybe Jordy, Kelsey. We have GLers that really pound the internet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. Kenny does too. A transgender <laughs> video game developer recently oh. launched. Oh, a transgender yeah. video game developer oh, yeah. recently launched a game where players can hunt down critics of transgenderism, like anti-trans feminists and Catholic priests, and kill them in a bloody first-person oh. shooter action mm. called... Turfenstein 3D, the game is based on the classic Nazi fighting game Wolfenstein 3D, one of the earliest first-person shooters. Wolfenstein involved the main character navigating Nazi bases and taking out the villainous occupants in a wide array, with a wide array of deadly weapons. Uh, okay, the fact that uh, Turfenstein 3D is based on a Nazi shoot 'em up is no accident. Developer Sandra Mohn, a trans person, intended to equate her game's villains to Wolfenstein's Nazis and allow the player to experience uh, eviscerating them on screen. Mohn admitted the game was meant to draw a comparison between gender critics in Nazi Germany. So that's how oppressed transgender people apparently think they are. They're as oppressed as Nazis. Uh, they're as oppressed as the people rounded up and killed by the Nazis. So, I know of no transgender so. people being rounded up. Do you? I do not know of any. In fact, it, it's the other way around. It's here, have at it. We don't have any rules. You can do whatever you want. I don't want to read this. Wait, what, so the hell who, who's getting killed in this new game? 
priests and uh, trans critics. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Wow. I am from Minnesota, but Weak. currently at a college, in college at the University of Iowa. I thought I had escaped the land of lakes liberals that is Minnesota until I saw this article. How does an individual continue to be out of prison after sexually assaulting a 13-year-old girl and then violate his probation more than 50 times? I do not care that he is 19. He needs to be treated as an adult and locked up in prison and have the key thrown away. I suppose if he decided he wanted to be a woman, he would be treated as mentally mature enough to make that decision. I thought moving to Iowa would protect me from the regressives, but it appears that is not the case. Do you have an extra room I can stay in in your Wyoming home? I will work to earn my keep pushing back from the land down under Minnesota, Jacob. It's a piece from a station in Iowa. Uh, our nine investigative team. Uh, what What's this deal here? Uh, you got a guy here. Uh, uh, what the hell? Where'd the printer go? Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guy. got a guy uh, <laughs> doing stuff and messing around. Yeah, and yeah, play. Got a thing. And, yeah. Uh, Knock you, it off, guy. Do they have a art their version of Mary Mor morality? Oh, here's the first page. There you go. It's on the other side of the recycled paper. I stapled it upside <laughs> down. <laughs> Before a 19-year-old was arrested for a drive-by shooting in rural Salon, Iowa, on Tuesday, court documents show he violated his probation more than 50 times Ooh. from August 2021 to March of 2023. Bryant Wallace was placed on probation for five years after he pled guilty to lesser charges after prosecutors said he engaged in a sex act with a 13-year-old girl in 2020. The Johnson County Sheriff's Office said Wallace was arrested after he and another teenager drove by an RV and fired five shots at a camper, which almost hit somebody inside. Drew Konasek, who is the division manager with the Department of Correctional Services for the 6th District, the state agency overseeing probation and parole for Lynn and Johnson County, said in an email, there is no number of violations that will result in a recommendation to revoke a client's probation. Hmm? However, he said the agency considers both the volume and, sever and severity of the violations, along with the circumstances to protect the individual and the community. There was evidence to suggest that Mr. Wallace had protective factors in place, and our goal is to work with clients to build off those areas of stability, Koenigke said. Re revoking a teenager to prison is guaranteed to diminish, if not completely eliminate, those protective factors. So this guy's right out of the Mary Morality School of punishment. Yeah. So what kind of message are they sending, though? With, they're sending none. Well, if they're uh, it's a if it's a a, a lighter crime, he's not going to be punished that much. Well, he's he going to learn that right he, away. He also said Wallace was punished for violations of his probation by court intervention and incarceration to interrupt a pattern of violating behavior. Most of Wallace's violations occurred from August 2021 to July 2022, about 11 months, which were mostly related to issues around his location, missing sexual abuse treatment programs, and the battery on the GPS around his ankle to die. He allowed the battery to die. Oh. An official with the Department of Correctional Services for the 6th District said Wallace was arrested in July of 2022 for not following the terms of his probation, but was released. Mm. Mm. 
About two months later, court documents show Wallace was charged with robbery, theft, and assault. Prosecutors said Wallace, along with another man, assaulted a man that then took his shoes, cell phone, a vape pen, and two ounces of marijuana. Then Wallace was arrested again after his GPS motor, I'm sorry, his GPS monitor placed him at the location of shots fired in November of 2022. Court documents showed he served 90 days in jail for violating his probation after that arrest. And wow. That's it. That's so, a... so you can do damn near anything you want. Damn near anything you want. Don't like that trend. And you're it's, not going to suffer consequences. It's the Wild West. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, unfortunately, that's down in Iowa. I don't think any place, well, where I live in Wyoming, you're, <laughs> you're not really going to find that. Uh, but you can find it uh, in, in most places. The fake mayor of a fake town confessing to living in a <laughs> fake house. Fake house in a fake in a place. real estate. <laughs> oh, in a real estate, yes. Oh, Wyoming's real estate. I love the, the trend. Is this the equivalent to the Minneapolis librarian that was living, I don't know, San Diego or San Francisco? <laughs> or I emailed me about that and said, you're no different than the librarian that lived in Santa Barbara. <laughs> you could just live in Wyoming and still be the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. Wow. I could. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anybody read the author C.J. Box? He has no, created no. A, a character, a fairly very successful author. I just read his newest book, which I think is called Stormwatch. And what he has created, a la uh, John Sanford and Vince Flynn and uh, Michael Conley and all the, all the other high flyers, he has created a, a game warden character who works in Wyoming named Joe Pickett. And apparently Pickett gets himself into all sorts of jams. And I read this book and I, I liked it. I'll read another one of his, but with no urgency. And the only bone I had to pick with him is that unlike, you know, Jack Reacher, for example, yeah. there's nothing unusual about this Joe Pickett. He's not funny. He's, he's, he doesn't have any distinct he characteristics. He doesn't get in fights. He's uh, very benign. Uh, has a happy wife. Uh, he's appeared in 23 Yeah, Yeah, novels. he's really, really popular. This guy's cranking him out every year. Maybe in other books I would discover that Joe Pickett uh, has a has a personality that would make he's, him more intriguing. you got to have a quirk or two, he don't you? He doesn't have any quirks. No yeah. quirks? I have a quirk. Whereas he apparently always finds himself nosing around in what more uh, specifically should be police business. Oh, and then he he steps in. It's out of your jurisdiction, pal. That, that kind of thing. So yeah, they don't yeah. all start. Joe Pickett liked to sharpen pencils. No, it doesn't start that <laughs> way. No. Well, uh, spell his last name, Box. Oh, how are we doing that? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah CJ Box. And he's sixty-four. Pop, very popular. Very popular. Bestseller. Bestseller. This one immediately went to be a bestseller. See, I got a great email regarding EcoFund. I love when the. Uh, the GLers let me know how the clients behave. Daryl writes, I recently attempted to find out the value of my 15-year-old Polaris Ranger and trailer. Being old, I used an old school method. I called a couple of dealers and got the brush off. Yes, it was because I did not purchase from them. After my frust- frustration subsided, yeah. I remembered one of your sponsors, EcoFund Motorsports. I called the Forest Lake store and spoke with Dave, one of their sales associates. After explaining that I hadn't purchased the items from them, I asked if he could help 
Dave said he would be glad to. He listened to my questions and described how to use val, uh, value guides on the Internet. Then he walked me through the process and we found the information I needed. I was impressed that someone from a store I hadn't done business with was so cordial and helpful. The next time I'm looking for outdoor equipment, EcoFund Motorsports and Dave will be the ones to call. That's great news, and it doesn't surprise me. They're good people at EcoFund Motorsports, two locations, Forest Lake and Burnsville. In Forest Lake, it's on 97, just west of 35. You go east for the Grunhoffers, west for EcoFund Motorsports, where you're going to find spring sales right now on uh, all sorts of uh, e-bikes, all the gas scooters that turn urban urban errands into adventures, Aprila, and Moto Gu- Aprilia and Moto Guzzi motorcycles in stock and on sale for a thousand to three thousand dollars off while they last. Yeah, eight different Vanderhall USA models ready in stock for spring driving. Check those out, they're so cool. He keeps tempting me with the neat stuff and uh, great youth recreational equipment, helmet apparel, and great service. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville, EcoFunMotorsports.com. You know that now uh, your furnace might be making less noise because you're not leaning on it as much. Well, it's actually cold right now, so you probably are. But if it's making any type of noises, don't save it for next year. Get on top of it. Be proactive. And proactive, I think, does get the uh, foghorn in garage logic. But you know who doesn't get the foghorn is Welter Heating. Ray and Welter Heating. It's a family-run business, four generations, and over 100 years. And you poke around their website, find out what they can do. I saw they've made an Angie's List Super Service Award. Uh, They have uh, HVAC service and repair, 24-7 furnace repair. Uh, Also, for that HVAC service, they got financing. You can apply for financing. Repair, maintenance, they do it all. They've installed more than 100,000 home heating systems, central air conditioners, and air quality purifiers in the Twin Cities area. So you know you can trust them. Do they have a funny jingle? No, they don't have a funny jingle. They don't have crazy vans that they drive around with. They just have meat. They're the meat and potatoes of heating and cooling. 612-825-6867. Get online for a quote, welterheating.com. Or again, 612-825-6867. Air condition or heat your shelter with Ray and Welter. And let them know that the Rook sent you. Back on, back on, back on. Seven grand for a 16-year-old Ranger. Jeez. What is a Ranger? A four-by-four? Four? Yeah, no, it's a it's a side-by-side. Side-by-side. Yeah. Uh, that's the model I have. I have an older Polaris Ranger. I love it. Well, I tried to give you one, and you wouldn't take it. No, you tried to give me an ATV, a quad, a four-wheeler. Oh. This is a side by side. I don't it's know got what a, that means. It's got a, it's it's one step up from a golf cart, huh. and I think your guys sell them at Eco. Oh. Didn't they have one at the golf show? Well, they had a golf cart. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so it's did. it's one step up from that. It's an engine. Uh, what do you want? Well, to do in my opinion, it's one step. Up. Opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's that's what? debatable. Snookums, what do you want to do here, Adwise? Snookums. Uh, I'm looking at Polaris Rangers. I can't be bothered. Schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. I'm out of here at 1.30, whether you guys are done or not. Well, Pat's, coming um, huh? Pat's coming in for that. Pat's coming in for that. 
Are we doing John? Same Friday. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Depends on what we're doing here. Um, we're doing John. Okay, that, then the, pro turf, please. Y- yep. Gotcha. All right. That's and good. Uh, I'll break again in the middle, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. We're better. Gus Lawson. Yep. Yes. Yes. Commercials. Watch commercials. I got the two-year-old who does talk like that. Yes. 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 Someday I am. I'm going to read my whole newscast that way. I would. I yes. will be loving it. Yes, you should. Someday when there's no murder and destruction and stuff. Oh yeah, a cold <laughs> day in hell. Yeah, yeah you'll never read it yeah. then. A man All was right. shot in Minneapolis last night. <laughs> yes. All right, here we go. Let's uh, go here. Let's go here, Joe. Yeah. That's coming in. What? Come on. <laughs> Truth, justice, and the suzerain. Okay. Six to ten inches of snow tomorrow night into Saturday. Yep. Mm -hmm. And 50 on Sunday. Yep. (laughs) Not only are you going to need a Toro snowblower from Tri-State, it it won't be but a few weeks, and you'll need a Toro zero-turn from tri-state but anyway if you want that grass to grow long and thick and hardy and i mean right away the one day after it's 50 it's going to be growing and green and then you call professionalturf.com get on the uh, get on the old clicker and click away uh, especially if you're obsessive about your lawn put your lawn in their care and never worry about it again we're talking service service techs 20 years of experience um, and they've got a toot sweet policy. If you see something you don't like in between uh, pro turf visits, get a hold of them. They'll be out toot sweet, rectify it. You won't have to worry about it. Get yourself a free in person lawn care analysis and estimate right now, professionalturf.com. They'll analyze your situation and come up with a program just for your yard a beautiful, healthy lawn, free of crabgrass, dandelions, and broadleafs. Just a click away, professionalturf.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. And this news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Let's uh, use that story again that you talked about, Joe, just because I think it's important enough. People Mm -hmm. should remember it. St. Paul Police reporting a tense and profanity-filled incident involving Mayor Carter's staff at a restaurant. It all happened at the Tory Ramen restaurant around midnight on St. Patty's Day. Restaurant owner Jason Dorweiler said they just came in and they were obviously intoxicated. Says a group of seven people came in asking for a table. Three men went to the restroom. In the restroom, they were very loud. They went in and looked, and the men they had missed, urinated. Too. They missed. Yeah. yeah. They had urinated all over the floor. We aim to please. You aim too, please. <laughs> Police <laughs> records list two of the group as Crystal Cruz Williams, the director of business management in Mayor Melvin Carter's office. Yeah, and sure com- there's been a lot of new business in St. Paul. Yeah, I, I know that nobody here on this show has a pool, but if you did have a pool, would you have the sign that says, uh, please don't our pool? Micturate. No, you know, I don't. I don't know anyone go? who would do that. Because you're missing a P, so is the right. pool. Yeah, right. Don't pee in the pool. Oh, I get it. Okay. Don't pee in the pool. But again. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, there was Kamal Baker, the mayor's press secretary. <laughs> Dorweiler's, Kenny, you look stunned. <laughs> I think he, he said that because he knows there won't be a five o'clock meeting. Suchi Boy's yeah, writing today. That's a good you point. haven't yeah. lived, do you see yeah. about five three year olds get out of the pool and just pee all over the yard? Hey, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Dorweiler says he and the restaurant manager told the group they had to leave. Uh, Keenan, John Keenan, the restaurant manager, saying he warned them he had pepper spray. Well, after that, things got worse. They started throwing punches at the staff. And Dorweiler says at that point they had to kick them out. They ended up having to pepper spray them. They weren't listening. A second police report filed days later shows Cruz Williams called police saying she wanted to report an assault. In the report, she says she was trying to de-escalate the situation. She told the manager she and her friends were going to leave. Our buddies down at Five Eyewitness News went to City Hall. They tried to ask Mayor Carter about the situation, but he he wasn't there. He wasn't home, if you will. So they reached out to his chief of staff, Peter Leggett. Leggett released a statement disputing the restaurant's version of events, saying in part, well, I'm obviously limited in what information I can offer regarding activities of city workers. I was informed by two city workers. They filed a police report last week relative to this incident that will likely contradict the description of events included in the email. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, Joe. In Minnesota, in in St. Paul, where it's very difficult to do business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Taxes, regulations, uh, vindictiveness, uh, do you think this restaurant guy would have invented this? They could put, they could shut him down in about two minutes. Yeah, I find no reason not right. to believe the restaurant's view of this. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Mayor, fireworks commissioner, yeah. wizard, yeah. and wizard, can you look into your crystal ball and predict an outcome? Well, I think because it's now made public, that might help protect the restaurant from vindication. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I do have a, uh, we have to back up. I do have a protocol question. Mm-hmm. When you um, pepper spray someone, <laughs> yeah. do you, is it customer, do you, like a hockey face wash, do you like get right up in their face and go, ah, you like this? You want to taste some of this? <laughs> or are you, are you from a distance and you're just going, I, I you think know, it's a distance. Okay. Cause yeah. I would, I would not be able to risk, resist the temptation to get right up in their face. You don't want splashback. Yeah. True. No, Cause you might inhale no. it yourself. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Okay. An overnight train derailment and fire spurred the evacuation of Raymond, a town about two hours west of the metro area. However, they now have allowed people back in. A statement from the BNSF Railway Company said about 22 cars hauling ethanol and corn syrup derailed at about one in the morning on the western edge of town. The town holds about 800 people. Ethanol, a highly flammable liquid, and several of the cars were on fire. Uh, No injuries were reported as a result of the crash. The cause of the derailment remains under investigation. Why are we having so many train derailments? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, The tracks are junk. Yep, I can answer. They don't. They're not maintained. Yeah, everywhere they they are maintained in places, but there are spots where they're just rolling the dice. Hmm. Uh, I base that on zero knowledge. And I back that up. Yes, thank you. I back that up 100% with zero knowledge. Thank you. But perhaps we should all just put a disclaimer. Everything I have an opinion on, I'm making it with no knowledge. knowledge. Exactly. Except Joe. The one was not bad tracks. It was a broken axle on the train. Correct. That's true. Yes. After an hours-long delay, prosecutors question Anton Tony Lazaro about New evidence yesterday that they obtained shortly before he returned to the witness stand for a second day, most of the new evidence contradicting everything he had said the day before. The former Republican donor and strategist charged with sex trafficking of minors, prosecutors allege he used his wealth and political status to lure minor girls to his luxury condo. Five girls had testified earlier in the trial that Lazaro paid them for sex. 
Yesterday, before beginning her cross-exam, Assistant U.S. Attorney Melinda Williams told the court the FBI received a phone call Tuesday night from Lazaro's former business partner and friend who provided photos and videos of the minor girls. One of the photos shown to the jury late Tuesday was of the three minor girls lying face down in lingerie on Lazaro's bed. Lazaro admitted to taking the photo and told the jury he sent it to people on Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat. He said, quote, I took the picture to essentially boast to my friends. You know what he was doing? Hmm. He was telling everybody. Right, yeah, he was telling everybody. In another exchange, Lazaro told the business partner he had sent an Uber to pick up a group of three girls from a slumber party. He referenced, quote, breaking them in. The girls were ages 14 and 15 at the time. Williams, the prosecutor, repeatedly confronted Lazaro with testimony from the five witnesses who told the jury that he paid them for sex. Each recounted a similar story. On Tuesday, Lazaro admitted to having sex with the minor girls, acknowledged giving them cash, but he said it was not in exchange for sex. Lazaro also denied using Gisela Castro Medina, his co-defendant, as a recruiter. Well, one of the newly obtained text messages yesterday contradicts that testimony with Lazaro actually calling her a recruiter in the text. The news gathering institutions have spent a thousand more hours on this story than they have on anything regarding the uh, fiscal trouble that states in up to and including the food fraud scandal. This story is a big hit with the news gatherers. It really is. The guy's white, there's sex involved, it's titillating, it's tawdry. There's one thing you're leaving out, and he's what political party? And he's Republican. Yeah. Well, again, here I am to defend the news media. Creep and be a Republican, too. Here I am to defend the news media again. Wow. Is is it not news? not as, it's not as intense of a news story as a food fraud scandal, in my do, estimation. Do you, do you think this daily trial, though, every new revelation is newsworthy or no? I don't think there are new revelations, are there? Well, this whole story today, that, I read was all said, new yesterday. Yeah, everything he just said Well, was maybe new. people like you, John, find it interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, 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 uh, I, I think I just, that was I just, John, find, uh, I just find hypocrisy in the coverage. John, I think that was just a backhanded way of saying, John, you're right. Well, yeah. let's put it this way, John. Now that Channel 5 has broken the story of uh, Carter's people <laughs> allegedly yes. disrupting a restaurant, do you think other yeah. news gatherers will pick up on it? Uh, I don't know. I don't care because it has. it's not germane to the conversation as whether or not this is a news story. Yes, it's germane to journalism. It's <laughs> but not it's not germane to, to whether, Lizarro. to your point, your yeah. point is this isn't really a news story that should get covered. I didn't say it wasn't a news story. I said hmm. the, uh, there's a thousand more hours have been spent on it than other stories. I think every day that there's a day of whatever in this trial, you have a news story. Okay, good. Like, like I say, you and your family find this interesting. I'm sure you discuss it quite <laughs> now a bit. my family, too? Yeah, what? Yeah, I'm your oh, family my family's in. involved? Oh, yeah. Wow. Sure that was a swipe. And you and your, you and, you and your dumb family. Yeah. Do you Joe, plot what you're going to say? Yeah. Joe, do you know how many times my family's talked about the food uh, fraud thing? I bet zero. Zero. That's correct, Joe. No, he just went like this. Not once. He just like this. He meant three times. How many times have we talked about Tony? Zero. Yeah. You guys sure. ever, do I ever come up? Sure. Do I ever come up or no? You know, no, it's like, no. uh, you know, I'm going to, now here, now I'm going to. Here it comes. Folks. I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but now I'm going to bring Don't it up. Because today, I, I for the first time in a while, I got a I got an email that uh, kind of yelled at me. Mm-hmm. And he yelled at me because uh, we were talking about uh, the former president the other day, and, and I brought up the grabbing one. Trump? 
Oh, jeez, grabbing yeah. women by the bleep. You know, remember right. when he oh, said yeah. that? And and by the, the guy said, the guy said, maybe you should do some research on this. Oh, uh, that this yeah. happened before he ran for the presidency. Right. Well, I so thought that was the stupidest damn point wait, I ever heard well, in my life. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think so, you've made that clear a number of times, haven't you? Well, and so I answered the guy. I said, well, we all know I'm, I'm aware it happened in 2005. Do you think in that decade, his attitudes and views on all this changed from the age of 58 to 68? Uh, the guy hasn't answered me, but see, I see it's a, it's a news story. I said, if you don't think that's a news story, then. If you news. ran the podcast by Stretch's <laughs> dad. Who <laughs> By now, it, oh, never mind. I don't want to. I don't want to turn this entire newscast into a debate on news. But uh, anyway, well, you'd lose. That's why. Well, oh, I doubt, oh, I, I oh, doubt it. Yeah, that Jesse columnist. Ooh, yeah. this is interesting. Well, see, because the columnists all they care about is opinion. They don't give a damn about the news. Well, and I'm giving <laughs> you my opinion that this Lazaro case, as creepy as this moron is. It just checks all the boxes for an ongoing front page display. Okay. It checks all the boxes. I'm going to bring up something either one of you have brought up, and this is what it all boils down to. Advertiser dollars. Mm -hmm. What sells? What well, gets what you What do you ads? think this is? 1937? There isn't some guy in a Peaky Blinders hat <laughs> selling newspapers on street corners. Extra, extra. That, those days are long it. gone. Clicks, then. Yeah, clicks. Clicks, maybe. Not yeah. newspaper sales. I, the luridness is going to sell. I mean, there's, there's no yep. doubt That's about it. that. That's it. There you there's go. There's no doubt about see, that. I've yep. been saying it for years. And are we above that? Hell no. no. <laughs> but it's news. All yeah, right, let me move along be now. Be quiet and keep reading the, your news. <laughs> yeah, you be quiet news. and keep reading. You be quiet. <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> John Height. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, let's the see. Family. Where was I? I I'm all confused. Uh, Minnesota lawmakers. Read it, read it all over again. We haven't heard it enough. Shall I read that whole story? Let me go back to the beginning. Republican. Tony Lazaro. No, I don't want to hear this BS. He's a creep. Uh, Minnesota lawmakers are proposing adding resources for school districts to improve school safety. A bill introduced earlier this month would create a $100 million fund for districts to tap into for physical building improvements. Senator Zach Duckworth, a Republican from Lakeville who authored the Senate version, said it's about making sure if there is an emergency at a school, police, fire, the school, everybody has communications with one another, and we're responding as quickly as we possibly can. Duckworth had previously served as a Lakeville school board member. The district has been implementing additional security measures through the company 3D Response Systems. He explained, we took it to the voters of Lakeville. As you can imagine, that could be a pretty expensive thing to do when you're talking about all the schools throughout the state. A Republican Representative Elliot Ingen of White Bear Township, who was sponsoring the bill in the House, toured the Lakeville area school improvements to see how it looked. Districts that apply for the funding are required to have a facilities plan, which includes a plan for each site that identifies physical changes that would improve safety. Each district could then apply for up to three hundred grand for modifications, including adding bullet-resistant interior doors and windows, ballistic wall panels, remote lockdown activation systems, and emergency building access for first responders, among others. Between 1994 and 2004, <clears throat> this country had in, in force something called the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act, which prohibited what we call assault-style rifles between 1994 and 2004. Okay. Was the country in any way 
harmed by that? Were your freedoms jeopardized by that 10-year span? All existing weapons were grandfathered in. Were your rights infringed upon? Because I have a new theory. I see. Here's what I'd do. I told this for the town council on mm-hmm. Saturday. I I would return to that ban to call the pol- the politicians bluff. Because all they're going to do is create fine-tuning mischief with current laws for one purpose only, to save their jobs. None of them are going to do anything if it thinks it would cost them their job. Therefore, take the temptation away, ban assault-style uh, weapons, and then get to the uh, busy, get to the real work, which is trying to repair the decline of moral and ethical integrity in this country. Because from, from 1994 to 2004, no one can tell me that they suffered, that their ideological purity uh, suffered. Nor can anyone tell me that the founding fathers could possibly have imagined such weapons. Possibly. Not a chance in hell. Mm. Not a chance in hell. Mm. No. Plus, if you do a real deep dive on the founding fathers, you'll discover that much of what the NRA says has been taken out of context from the writings of Jefferson, for example. Now, I, I'm, I don't care if you own guns. That's fine with me. I'm not an anti-gun guy. I'm an anti-BS guy. So go ahead and don't make them anymore. And all you political hacks, shut the hell up. The one thing you're missing is that when that ban was up, it drove demand and prices through the roof. And every time there's a mention of any kind of gun control whatsoever, demand and prices go through the roof. Well, demand and prices for what? Because between 1994 and 2004, uh, the manufacturer in this country was prohibited. So what were the, the, what were the prices going up for? Hand the guns? fire the firearms that were available. And you could make the argument that if that ban was still in place, this nut job in Nashville could not have walked into a store and bought seven rifles or whatever. I think from 90, she would have had to use a handgun. Yes. But I think from 94 to 04, we, as a people country, we still had some, what is it? Character. Yeah. And, 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 I'm not saying these things didn't happen, but it. They I'm were the first. Far I, I'm the first to agree that the uh, that the red flag laws can be terribly problematic. You know, the wife gets PO'd at her husband because he came home late, and the next thing you know, she's got a court order that he has to surrender his weapon. You know, that all kinds of stuff like that can take place, and that's the kind of mischief they'll engage in. That's the kind of mischief that politicians will engage in, to, in an attempt to fool constituents. Take the, take the main body of temptation away from them. Reinstall that ban, because for 10 years, nobody can tell me they suffered. No, it just didn't happen. Well, it if, just you didn't want, happen. if you want reaction to that, um, you've got to get Rob on. He's the gun caucus I'll guy. Glad, I'll be glad to. I'll be glad. To. And it'll be a spirited discussion. Yeah. He's a GLer, yeah. and he, neither one of you will go away hating each other. But I think it's a good discussion, and yeah. you should have him on. Yeah. Hmm. Continue, please. Why don't we uh, take a short break at this point? 
should we run scooting? In other words, you take those off the table, these idiots trying to hang on, hang on to their jobs, that's one last thing they can use to manipulate. Are you, do you have the ability to place it in after the broadcast or now, uh, like, like Reavers does? I've got. Because we're not going to want to play that for Joe. He's going to go crazy. What? I don't care. Just play it. Let's go. I got uh, uh, an email the other day, Joe, from what you were just talking about, from a guy who yelled at me for. Oh, I'm sure talk... I'm going to I am sure yeah. I'm going to be vilified for what I. Well, just wait a said. minute! I don't remember you saying anything about firearms, John. What? I, what it's the say? day you were gone, uh, oh. and it was an offhand remark. All I said was, "Well, remember there was a a, a ban on that style." Yeah, gun and food. how did it harm anyone's rights? I yeah, couldn't well, the, buy one when I wanted one. The guy, yeah, what he yelled at me about was he said, well, you're wrong. They were available. But is, oh. Kenny, remember I asked you when you came back Wednesday, I said, or yesterday, is that true? And you you said, you know, we should talk I don't know. Well, you, yeah. you could have bought a used one, presumably. Uh, yeah, I, I would guess. That's why I didn't want to say anything I'm, there. I'm not the guy. No I, I like them. One but. in 20 people in this country own an assault-style weapon. One in 20. Really? They're, they're, we're not short of them. Well, wow. what about... Some that own, you know, a few. Sure. <laughs> you skew the uh, percentages. I'm just tired I, of their BS. I've got them set up for different um, different game and different targets. And it, it, shooting a human never figures in. I just want to thank Joe. Now, I won't get the heat about the news media. You'll get the heat about gun control. Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh Federalists were advising Federalists to be armed in the event rogues decided they didn't like the government that was set up. It had nothing to do with what about individual being armed to the hilt. It what about us do... protecting ourselves from the government? Well, that's what's been construed from the original language. What's been construed is the that... That's well, exactly. That's what's been construed. We should be protecting ourselves from the government. Well, considering everything they do is lies, propaganda, and psyops. I don't trust any of them. It's such a no win topic. But I'm not going to go leave her. It really is, Joe. Joe, you're correct. It's a no win topic. I'm going to be vilified for what I just said. Just I've got better things. I got snowmobiles to restore. I got triumphs, to trees drive. to cut down, and tires got, to burn. I got new guitar licks to learn. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't have time for that crap. I got food to make. <laughs> yeah, I did just lay this down here. So let's, uh, I just want to make sure it works. <clears throat> So then should I do a tri-state out of John's news? Um, let me see. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> oh. Shouldn't mm -hmm. it just be terribly difficult to kill a kid? It should be terribly difficult. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, let me see if this works and then we can go. Whoops. Where'd my news go? There it is. You've got to get Rob on. He, he's the gun caucus I'll be guy. Glad. I'll be glad to. But I think it's a good discussion and yeah. you should have him on at this point. Who dat? We've had him on before. He's a he's a calm, collected guy. You said right. I mean, he won't. Yeah, oh, no, he's, he's very good. He's very chill. Yell at us. And... No, no, not Rob. No. Let me check this edit. Positive Thursday is brought to us by Schoonover. Um, you just did that Schoonover. Do you? Should I just leave it at that and come back? Yeah. Okay. Well, has it run yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I dropped it so you didn't have to listen to it because I knew due to your impatience. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I like Mike. I'm I don't only, care. I'm, I'm teasing you. So I'll just do, come in cold work. Is that? What you want? Uh, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna hit some music and then. And Joe, then, uh, speaking of Mike, did then, you get the email from him regarding Robert Downey Jr. and what he's doing with his cars? Yes. Yeah. That'll really help save the world, Robert. Yeah. You yeah. idiot. <laughs> All right, here uh, goes. Let's do this one from September. God, I continue to get such a kick out of the cars on the Rockford Files. Just such a lesson <laughs> in the no. 70s. Will you shut up? You got to go right. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. In more news, President Biden scheduled a visit to Minneapolis for next Monday. This will be his third trip here since taking office. He'll be promoting infrastructure spending and investments in clean energy as part of an ongoing tour. President was last here last April for former Vice President Walter Mondale's memorial. In 2021, Biden visited Dakota County Technical College in Rosemount to tout the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure law. Uh, more details about the president's trip to the Twin Cities will be revealed in the next day or two. Why is he coming, John? Uh, he's coming uh, to promote, uh, let's see, uh, spending, infrastructure spending, and investments in clean energy. I see. Hey, sounds like a fun speech. Some uh, local stunning broadcast news coming from Michael Rand at the Star Tribune and the folks at Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal. In the past decade, Valley Sports, formerly Fox Sports North, has lost over half of its subscribers. Wow. Most of those losses coming in the last five years. Why? Well, per the report, there were 2.9 million subscribers in 2013, compared with just 1.2 million to Valley Sports uh, North now. That includes a $1.4 million, uh, dollar, a $1.4 million subscriber loss in just the last five years alone. Other markets saw the same kind of decreases in subscribers to regional sports networks as well. Large part of it, apparently the effect of cord cutters who have dumped traditional cable and satellite carriers. The owner of Bally Sports Regional Channels, Diamond Sports, recently filed bankruptcy. So the future right now, a bit uncertain for fans oh. of the Twins, Timberwolves, and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I have a question. Yes, sir. Uh, aren't cord cutters going to ultimately windmill themselves? In other words, 
if you keep cutting the cord, but you keep expecting Bally to have its cameras in the ballpark, you're just not willing to pay for it. There Pretty are soon, ways then, you to, won't be able to watch a baseball yeah, game. Well, there are ways to watch it. Well, uh, as I I cut the cord what eight years ago. Yeah, but who's gonna who's gonna uh, haul a NHL. stuff there in a truck NHL. and set it up and and plug it in and and brought and telecast a game if nobody's paying for it? But it's the, ultimately going to stop the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball. Right, they'll find a way to to have that, but then you have to go to NBA.com and pay your whatever. I I, I, I think cord cutting is. Uh, uh, going to ultimately result in windmilling. You're not going to have a ball game to watch. Well, I love the convenience of, hey, the Wild are on Bally's tonight. Well, that's the trends are on today. It's the, it's the opener. They're at Kansas City. I John, presume that's on Bally Sports North. Or not you, is. Yeah. It is. John, you have that's cut the cord and you watch ago. the Twins. And the Wild what, and the Timberwolves. And, what's you know. the source? Whose cameras are they? Well, I'm, I am getting Bally, Bally Sports North from somewhere else yeah but it's still their cameras their trucks their gasoline their electricity they go to the game and telecast it but you're getting it for free isn't that why bally sports north diamond sports their owner has filed bankruptcy perhaps okay i rest my case at what point are you not going to have them show up with their truck well in fact free is what for john it is no it's no i'm not i'm paying for it well, you're paying, paying a minimal amount. I don't know how, how you're doing it. I don't know what I equity. Mean, it's it's, it's, it's legal. Hats it's off to legal. You. I said I want you to come to my house because we're paying way too much. It's no. legal what I am doing. No, you're paying two hundred bucks a month. Here. They're called IPTVs, and they're quite legal. That's how I'm getting Valley Sports North. So, uh, and it's uh, at a lesser cost than the satellite and cable companies will charge you. I happen to dislike them a great deal satellite companies and cable companies which is why i cut the cord many yes, many years but ago who is going to bring you the game well mlb tv would not allow any market to completely lose their broadcasts so mlb tv will always pay to have those games on television of some sort nba tv same thing like rook said nhl free? tv free no no god no no. So this will be like when the Wild are on that stupid ESPN app that we have to jump through all the hoops to watch our team instead of just clicking over to 668 on my satellite channel. That's correct. But you're paying for it through the satellite channel anyway. So it's not that hard. You guys make it sound like it's brain surgery. Oh, it's, it's, it's really impossible. Joe's no, point is, impossible. I think I'm making a great point, and I think you're skirting it. Okay. Joe's point is cable's going to be dead. Well, okay, yeah. Bally's I don't care. It's going to be dead. It's going to die. It's going to go ba- away. Bally's no, isn't cable. They're a company. They're they're not a cable company. You're missing my my death point. Oh, I'll get to oh, Mr. Mueller I... in a moment. I'm not done with. This. <laughs> oh, sorry, okay. Rook. I'll get to sorry. Mr. Mueller in a moment. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Let me Rook. let me try to put this in as simple a terms as possible. Go. I'm trying to think of an analogy. Uh, uh. You're you're watching the games that somebody has paid to be produced. Correct. And but he has and, also paid. Yeah, well, I'm paying too. Yeah. Uh, but apparently not enough 
to sustain those games being produced. If I Valley don't... Sports is losing half its audience to so people you're... like you, They're what's not... going to happen to people like you? You think is they that... lost $1.7 million to people like me? I see. Well, I don't is, it, is, it, is, it, is it plausible that 1.7 million people are cord cutters? Yes, in the region well, it is. But, well, for instance, when the Twins won two years ago when they were playing well, guess what? The numbers mm-hmm. went way up mm-hmm. for Valley I think now Joe is mad. Joe's mad because he's a Luddite. Yeah, he doesn't know how to well, <laughs> cut no, the cord. That that might be true. Uh, in fact, I'm sure it's true that I'm a Luddite. <laughs> but uh, what I'm just seeing is a great deal of expectations on the part on the part of people who want to do this as cheaply as possible. And I just see it getting to the point where if there's no money to be made, those trucks and cameras aren't well, going to show up. There will be money to be made because MLB, the MLB commissioner has already said, should Bally Sports go under from this bankruptcy, they will take care of it. So you'll still pay for MLB TV. They'll have huge baseball contracts with the teams. The teams will make money. The games will be broadcast on MLB TV, but you'll have to pay for MLB TV just like you pay for cable TV. And you'll get MLB TV uh, cheaper than I will. Why is that? Because you've cut the cord. No, I have MLB TV free because I'm a T-Mobile customer. <laughs> this is just not that. Are we on? Here's, here's, Do we come back listen, from a break? Listen, no, listen, listen. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You can get MLB TV, all of you, any one of you, for $149 a Ugh. baseball season. That no. will give you every Major League Baseball game, Never. both teams broadcast. I oh, have that sounds MLB. sounds so boring. Presumably, I have it through my Comcast arrangement. Well, I no, have no, you'd have to pay extra for it if you have well, it through then, Comcast. Well, then she paid extra because we got it, and she didn't even know she paid extra. Joe, I, I don't think so, Joe. They're, this they're, is it's separate oh, yeah. from Comcast. Well, so all I know is I got MLB. You have MLB Network. Yeah. You do not have MLB.TV, which is totally different oh. and carries every game that's played in America or anywhere else. Here's what's happening, John. Here's what's happening. Joe and I are sitting in the first row at a Taylor Swift concert. He paid $5,000 uh-huh. uh, for his ticket to a broker. I paid 3000 at the ticket office. He's mad at me. Yeah. Not mad. I, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just pointing out the folly of believing this can continue the way it is. I went out and got water during your discussion, <laughs> <laughs> which is a long walk, actually. I, I just see this is all fueled by the fact that I really dislike cable and satellite companies. That's all. So do I. So yeah, do I. But I'm not so willing to go through what you've gone oh, through. To I haven't gone through anything. It's easy. I'm well, not anyway. willing to spend the energy to worry about whether I like those companies or not. I don't think about them. I do well, you, you know why then you don't have to deal with them do you your wife does everything yeah well, she doesn't do anything with them she just pays a bill and you should ask her tonight what that bill is i'm afraid to yeah, yeah exactly all right even Royce cut the cord right yeah he did yeah because you went and helped him didn't you if that I, caveman can do it anytime can. he called me a lot of times joe i didn't go to his house you got hooked up by the uh, TV guy. Hey. I've got to get this resolved before I'm in the hands of the Mueller Memorial people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see? See what you did there? Uh-uh. Mueller Memorial Mortuaries, they've been in the business for 75 years. I've known the family all my life. I know Scott Mueller. 
they have a white bear location that's I've parked a couple of people there, my mom and dad. Parked? Well, you, you know, that's my euphemism. <laughs> uh, once you realize what's taking place, it's not that difficult. And Mueller specializes in reducing the intimidation, reducing the concern and the anxiety and the fright. They're very, very concerned people, but they know how to handle these situations in life. They're not fun, but they do their best to... Make sure you're celebrating a life well-lived. You're, you're going to be in very great hands with the Mueller. And uh, Scott has written a book, too, called What to Know Before You Go, and it answers a lot of the questions that you might have. It's family-owned, as I say. They've been serving families for more than 75 years and three generations. They take care of the difficult details. It's not fun, but they uh, they help you deal with it, and they'll deal with it smoothly. It's MuellerMemorial.com. Somebody's got to show up with the trucks and the cameras and the microphones and the electricity. M- MLB not, would do that. We're not on, so I know. drop it. No, I know. <laughs> MLB. No, I don't want to drop it. MLB Drop company like would hot. show up and do that, Joe. Well, uh, well, then, then if ML, what, what's MLB doesn't have enough money to, to do this? They're gonna then player contracts will be reduced. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, the, John. That, what I, about um, the, the one thing I've narrowed all my extra channels, like uh, Hulu and Netflix and Peacock. Amazon, down to just Amazon? Do you? for those three i don't i do not have netflix i had it but i just thought well it's too expensive for as much as i use it so i i have hulu and i have amazon and i have a bunch i have like 18 things i have friendly tv which is very cool so when you pay your bill at the end of the month or beginning what what's it costing you i have numerous bills and the last time i checked it was around 58 bucks something like that Jesus. Total? Balls. Total. Total. Wow. Yeah. I bet she's paying more than 300 John, I pay 197 Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not even close to 100 Well, wow. you know what? I do have two yearly ones, though, that I paid for yearly. So I have to add those in, I guess. So it'd probably be closer to 70 what I get because yeah, I pay. Wow. The CP probably bundles it. You probably I got cable. Know. You got your internet. Phone. Yeah. yeah. So then it's four. Because if you're doing that, then it's it's worth it. Plus, she probably gets the premium package. Is it? Is it worth it? If you got Suchi's money, it is. I don't have any money. <laughs> you would if I you just didn't have to see cable. If he was listening, you have yeah, a lot more money if I didn't have cable. No. Did you uh, uh, sponsor yourself, Johnny? Yes, sir. Yeah, he okay, did. Thank you. Thank okay, you. let's go. We're going to wrap her up here. How many ads left? Uh, Kenny's going to do Tri-State here, if you would, please. Let's go. All right. All right. I've got you down. Hi, this is Peter. <laughs> Hi, this is Peter. I wonder ah, how he's doing. Do it. Do it alone with me. I wrote a song. Oh, no, All right, here we go. A poet? I wrote, no, I wrote a song. One, two, three. Uh. <laughs> It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Sushi. Tragically hip. I'm getting a Nirvana vibe. I'm getting a tragically hip vibe. I'm getting a Toro Zero turn mower from Tri State Bobcat. Bam! Out of the park. Yeah. 
That's going to make that dynamite. It's, uh, it's going to make that pro turf treated lawn look amazing. And right now, Tri-State Bobcat has the best pricing on select model years, the Time Cutter and Titan Zero Turn mowers. Uh, they're running anywhere from 42 to 60 inches. 60 inches, that's going to get the job done quick, way quicker than whatever you're on now. Be sure to ask about the Titan My Ride suspension system. Tri-State didn't tell me to say that. I just happened to sit on one on one, one day, and I was just blown away. It's so cool. The whole seating platform floats. Anyway, um, get yourself a zero turn. But before you get to mow, you get to deal with another blizzard. Uh, and lucky for us, Tri-State Bobcat also can get you into a Toro snowblower. Spring sale still going on. We're talking the Toro Power Clear single-stage blowers and the Power Max two-stage snowblowers. Best deals of the year right now. Man Keys Outdoor Equipment in Oatana now under the Tri-State umbrella. So all of the pricing and specials and deals also available down in uh, Oatana. And be sure to tell them you're a GL or whichever one you stroll into. We're talking Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson and everything they sell and rent at tristatebobcat.com. Howard writes, as a card-carrying member of the GL Town Council, I received your note regarding the need for some of us to step up and run for office. That, that's a little conversation I had with the Town Council last week. Without a doubt, the only way we'll avoid the glaciers threatening safe passage is to retake the helm and correct course. Right now, we're in the crow's nest, shouting out danger, but we're being roundly ignored. Your suggestion is a sound one. The main challenge is one of ideology, not just political ideology, but of sociological ideology as well. Those on the left who run and win office have been looking to do this all their lives, treating it almost as a birthright. It's what they were born and bred to do, and they have no ambition. They have no other ambition than proving that government is the vital component needed for survival. Noted, I did note, I did not use the phrase individual success because in their world that does not exist. It's obvious where I'm going with this. Conservatives don't view roles in government as a birthright. While there are exceptions to that rule, the George H.W. Bush family comes to mind and Kennedy, by and large, conservatives are too busy being productive. To coin your phrase, we'd rather be useful than important. We're raising and feeding our children. So the only way we are going to gain any ground is to put forward conservatives who are born for it. We did that with Donald Trump, and look where that got us. But this is what it is going to take. A careerist who we can mostly stomach doesn't embarrass us all the time, only some of the time, and that we are willing to bald-face lie about our complete faith in their leadership the way the Democrats do about Walsey and Biden. I'm getting ready to shed myself of responsibility of the whole mess and join you in Wyoming. Cynically yours, Howard, the second GLer who wishes to intrude upon my domain in Wyoming today. <laughs> uh, he's right. Uh, most of the people I know that I beg to run, they've never given it any thought because that was never in their mindset. It was never in their mindset. <laughs> Whereas you could point to a lot of the, city council people in both cities or the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. And you can almost see that they were destined for that because they had no intention of doing anything else, nor probably could they. Right. Only because, huh? only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa from yeah. the traveling Lymans. 
On this day in 1844, Stillwater's first sawmill owned by John McCusick cut its first board, the start of over 60 years of milling in the city. Stillwater's mills cut primarily white pine, a wood prized for ornamental carving. I'm seeing uh, Little House on the Prairie, that 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 mill right there. On this day in 1917, Mayor Louis A. Fritchie held a meeting at the New Ulm Armory in support of U.S. neutrality in World War I. Attendees sent a peace delegation to Washington, D.C., but the country declared war in April hmm. of 2017. Didn't work. On this day March in 1924, President, uh, prominent Minneapolis industrialist Louis S. Gillette died at his winter home near Natchez, Mississippi. An 1876 graduate of the University of Minnesota with bachelor's degrees in both science and engineering, Gillette, Gillette farmed for three years and then became involved in numerous businesses, including Gillette Herzog Manufacturing Company, later absorbed by U.S. Steel and Minneapolis Steel and Machinery Company, at one time the largest industry in the state. Hmm. Anything yeah, to do with the, the, Go ahead, Rock. With the razor blades? Yeah. Get out of my head. It's not wow. in there. Not that in was there. weird. In 1930, <laughs> on this date. March 30th. Aviator James H. Jimmy Doolittle, touring with his Shell Oil Company plane, visited St. Paul. In 1942, Lieutenant <laughs> Colonel Doolittle of the U.S. Army Air Corps commanded the first air attack on Japan during World War II, leading 16 B-52s, which had been prepped in St. Paul, from the deck of the aircraft carrier Hornet. So Let what me, was he doing here? Just saying, here's what I did? They, that's how pilots made money back then. They flew around. Now, let me offer okay. you this. I'm willing to have Height look it up. I believe Doolittle was the sacrificial lamb who was the first to go up in a plane with a blacked-out uh, canopy and flew by instrument. I <sighs> believe I believe Doolittle was the first to fly a plane by instrument How did only. he get his pair into the cockpit? Those guys had them, didn't they? Wow. We just talked about him a few weeks ago and how they had to crash land right. uh, because yeah. they couldn't carry enough fuel in order to get off the aircraft carriers. Right. On September 24th, 1929, at what is now Mitchell Air Force Base on Long Island, New York, Army Lieutenant Doolittle became the first to use only instrument guidance to take off, fly a set course, and land his airplane. That Jesus. There should cool. be a statue of him at every single airport in the country. Wow. I'm reading a book right now. I apologize. The author's name is KHB. It's called The Great Circle. Uh, it's a hell of a novel about a female pilot. And that's where I learned about Doolittle. Mm. Yeah. On, finally, on this day in 1992. Uh, Maggie Shipstead. Great it, Circle. Is it Maggie Shipstead? Maggie Shipstead. It's a hell of a book. Yeah. Three thirty. 23. Former Governor Harold Lavander died at the age of 82. He was born in Sweet Home, Nebraska. Lavander served as Sweet governor. Lavander served as governor from 1967 to 1971. During that time, he led the, in the establishment of Minnesota's first state human rights department, a pollution control agency, and the Metropolitan Council. 
Lavander also opposed establishing a state sales tax, but his veto was twice overridden. Does your conscience bother you? <laughs> Tell me true. Alabama. Sweet home, Nebraska was the home of the birthplace of Harold Lavander. I remember Harold. Uh, I don't governor remember of the state. Don't remember Harold before your time. Thank yeah. you, GLers. We'll yeah. be here tomorrow. We'll be here. Uh, we are going to do a Friday show. We are going to. Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. By by we. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a small mouse in his pocket. Dwight Olson, rookie and Sush. Oh, all right. Reavers is off on some hedonistic exploration. I had to block him on Twitter. It was just too much. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he was sending back pictures. Hey, I wish you were here, huh? Yeah. Not with you, dummy. (laughs) Uh, While he's away, he can go check out Pod M and on his smartphone, which I'm sure he's doing, sitting on the beach, staying away from his family. Uh, if you would like to do that as well, there's a library of podcasts. Check out garagelogic.com for the um, Garage Logic Town Council, where you could scoop up when you sign up a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores gift card. Very nice. And then don't forget the channel. <laughs> don't forget the channel. Don't forget the channel. Reavers uh, and I traded messages this morning about. Uh, getting the free T-Mobile, MLV.TV. And uh, he said, having fun down here today. He said, but there's a lot of people that didn't get the memo. There's a lot of Confederate flags still flying. I had to chuckle. I had to laugh. Joe, I'll take that right away so you can get out of here. Yeah. Uh, We have a new state equity director, triple exclamation point. New state chief equity director. Exclamation. Dust up in the St. Paul restaurant apparently fomented, F-O-M-E-N-T-E-D. F-A, what is it? What? Fomented? F-O. F-O. M-E-N-T-E-D. Messed up. Read the, read the start of the sentence back. Dust up in a St. Paul restaurant fomented. No, apparently fomented. Apparently by some of Mayor Carter's people. Doesn't somebody have to get let go because of that? Seriously. Hell no. They won't, will they? Way back when they did. Not in that regime. Man. They own this town. Uh, By some of Mayor Carter's Carter's people. And more on the housing, uh, more on the walls housing controversy. More on the walls housing controversy. Actually, I'm done. Johnny's kid, uh, Henry. Johnny's kid, Henry. Johnny's kid, John (laughs) Henry, is a teacher down in Winona. And he wanted me to plug a guy raising money. He beat testicular cancer, and he's raising 
money by running marathons, but then I finally got around to reading what he sent me. Well, he's raising money for the Red Cross, but only in the state of Massachusetts. So I thought, well, let the people of Massachusetts do that promo. You know what I'm saying? I copied that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you will. The roommate put chocolate chips into peanut butter cookies. That's not all bad. It's delightful. Yeah. She bakes? Yeah. Jeez. I have a wife that doesn't bake. I, I have a lot of good baked goods. She makes a damn good pie. Oh, good pie. You know what else? She makes really good jams. We've got a bunch of fruit trees that she turns into jam, and it's, oh, my God. You got to just eat, stand at the refrigerator with a spoon <laughs> and just, just eat. Scoop it up. Oh, Sometimes not just using your fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, uh, since Christmas, has been making chocolate chip cookies about every four days, and oh, I can't. Guys, I cannot oh, stop. I just cannot I stop. Help me. Mm, Johnny, wait. send some. I'll. Cash on delivery. Matthew, what? Do it yourself. Goodbye. Yeah, they're pretty easy. Uh, I don't like cleaning up. (laughs) Bread and chocolate. Yeah, you're into bread and chocolate. Friday, Friday, tuna fish sandwich and egg salad sandwich. Top drawer at bread and chocolate, but they close at six. Well, I don't eat lunch at six. See? I. I bought something this morning at Fleet Farm that I thought was $24. Yeah. It was $224. Oh. Did you did you go through with the purchase? Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I bought three items and I blamed I blamed it on me. I thought, "Oh, because it was um some blasting beads for a sandblasting cabinet. They're 100 okay. bucks for 50 pounds." And I thought, oh, I must have read the sign wrong. It's probably way more than that. But I really, really needed it. Yeah. And then I got out to the truck and I started looking at my receipt. It's like, <laughs> oh, Whoops. it was a heated jacket that you plug in with a USB cord. Wow. And it had a sales sticker on it. And I looked at it and I'm like, 24 bucks? Oh, heck, I'll try that. And that's only 24 bucks. Wait. Whoops. You need to record a Grunhoffers. So that's, that's going back. Hmm. Actually, I had her bring it in. Uh, um, she exchanged it for me. I hate doing exchanges. What's that, John? I hate doing exchanges. I always make my wife do it. Yeah, same here. I, I always feel something about guilt. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it is. I, uh, about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, well, whenever DVDs first came out, I bought a DVD player at Walmart, took it home, and there was an old VHS machine in there that somebody had stuck. <laughs> in apparently and returned it but they never looked and then i thought to myself who's gonna believe this so i made her do it Man. and they they returned it and exchanged it for another was one. It at her store no it was a walmart, it was a walmart. oh she never worked at walmart but yeah I, th- I thought who would believe this <laughs> so this uh, Brett and Heather podcast, they mentioned a documentary. Can we there. do it tomorrow? He doesn't have uh, his headphones on. So yeah, we're we talking about a commercial. Yeah, yeah. we got to deal Can with this. Can we do Grunhofer tomorrow? I'll tell Bernie that we'll do it tomorrow. Well, well either that well, or let's go. Well, I got to finish this first. Well, then we're doing it tomorrow. <laughs> tell Bernie you couldn't accommodate. 
You see that? It's like he's a Bernie woman. He turned the exactly. blame away from himself and he placed did. it on his his uh, on air husband. What? Uh, so, anyway, there's a. They mention yeah. a documentary in oh. this uh, podcast. Are, are you there? Yeah. Did you hear that? Okay. No. It was a big pop, and it was like somebody went really loudly. Anyway, no. go ahead. Um, the documentary is called Mirage Men, and it's about psyops. And uh-huh. I'm halfway through that, and man, oh man, and it's all proven stuff. It really happened. It is fascinating, and it's on YouTube. Mirage. And they mentioned a bunch of other stuff. John, I was blown away, and I think I've never, I've never pressed you on why you. Um, no, let me rephrase this. You seem to be a non-believer. That's the perception no, I have. I, I don't either way. I don't, you know, I don't oh. think they're real and I don't think they're not real. If that, okay. I mean, you know what okay, I mean? Okay. Well then this aliens? is made for this about is, aliens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then this is made for you. This Brett and he- or, uh, Heather's not on it. Actually, it's Brett with uh, an, a guest um, because it really opened my eyes. And uh, I didn't tell Joe about it today because, you know, it's Thursday. Yeah, and, he's, um, yeah. and I don't know if he can even figure out how to access the Dark Horse podcast, but this was a good one. I, uh, when I was younger, I was a lunatic about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get obsessed with oh, stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. I'd read all the books and, you know, yeah. Project Blue Book and all that yep. crap. And yep. so I read all those books. And then for some reason, my interest just kind of went. Well, his guest, Jeremy uh, Rice or Reese, I, I forgot how to pronounce his name. Okay. He was this uh, risk. His he he was the same. He got involved at an early age, and he set about, uh, and it's been his whole life to prove that they exist, and it's gone the other way. Ah, hmm. and they talk about how they would get here, and why they would come here. And uh, I like Brett's hope. Uh, Brett's hope is that they'll be here and they'll save us from ourselves. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> That's the old science fiction thing. They'll come and save the human race from destroying itself. I'll, right. I'll do it when you're ready. Okay. Brett speaks with Jeremy, whatever you said his name was. Risk. Yeah. Risk on the topic of alien no, life contact. No, I'm, I'm going to do it. Today. Oh, my God, gonna... Kenny. It's an hour and 44 minutes. Uh, it, 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 flies, <laughs> it flies by like 30 minutes. Seriously, I took five pages of notes, John, and I kept backing it up and going to Google. Oh, and there's a little sidebar Wait, about Google. No, you should not be using Google. I wanted what should you use? Yeah. Hold on. Yahoo search. And so I tested it. I searched the same thing on both Yahoo and Google. You get way better results on Yahoo. Way better. Really? And it kind of leads you to believe that uh, things, the fix might be in, so to speak. The fix is in. <laughs> Okay. He's his headphones well, on. I'm gonna try to tell him. We'll see yeah. how that goes. Okay. Good luck. He's going plugging back in. This ought to be good. He's putting the cushion, the one cent cushion, back on his two dollar headphones. <laughs> Mouth is agape. His brow is furrowed. His head is shiny. It's very shiny on top. Of course, Joe's been losing hair since uh, 1974. <laughs> we could do play-by-play in color on this. 
He has now reached a point of frustration where he's, I predict the headphones might go flying. He's giving me anxiety the way he's trying to unwind them. Here we go. There Here we, we go. go. Saddling up. It's almost ready. Oh, one oh my final God. little. Oh, he's got some hair, some dandruff to get rid of. Here he is, Joe, back with us. So I was just telling John, and I really, really hope you'll make an effort. I listened and watched the uh, Dark Horse podcast this morning with Brett Weinstein and his guest, um, and they talked about aliens, mm -hmm. and Ooh. it completely changed my outlook oh, and really? my perspective. You're no Com longer a believer? I would like, is there any chance you can watch it? Yeah. I, I, I would really love for you to watch it because it really opened my eyes to some things that are proven facts that we as UFO, I don't know, fanatics didn't know, at least us two. Can you uh, send me the link to it or do I, I find it on my own? Uh, I, John, did I send you the link? No, I, I just uh, pulled it. it up. I just pulled up Dark Horse yeah, Podcast. I'll make the effort and I'll uh, try to find the link and I'll send it to you. As a matter of fact, I've listened to it twice. I had to run to Alec, and I put it on uh, and listen to it in the car again. Uh, I would listen that, to more podcasts if I had to drive. <laughs> yeah. It's a 20-minute drive to Alec. It took, I, I swear to God, it took three minutes. I, I was sitting in the parking lot listening to it before I went in. I still have not listened to the thing I did with Michigan Oak two months ago, just because I just never listened to podcasts. Yeah. I got to listen to that and see what it sounds like. I listen to us when I know we're bad, and then I <laughs> then I get mad, and I call Joe and yell at him, and then I can't sleep at night. Wow! Yeah, it's do you. Uh, do you? Are you? Do you uh, take part in therapy, Kenny, or have you, Kenny? Are you going to send me the link? Well, right oh, now, huh? Well, well, you know what, Kenny? I let me because I got it right here. John will send it to you. What? Uh, are you what? E email uh, or text? I was going to email. Is that all right? Uh, I don't know, Joe. Email, what? email, okay, or no? Do you get email on your phone for the, for the, the link? The link, text, text. Well, that means I have to go into my phone then. I know. Uh, do you have the story about the people storming the Tennessee Capitol? No, uh, it's gun control advocates, and uh, I guess they're trying to break down the doors and all of that. I mean, it's happening right now. Yeah, it's been going on this morning. Oh, now they're in. Uh, from nine minutes ago, they, it looks like they're in the building now. They going to hang anybody? Well, it, it's funny. It's already political. It's now both sides, oh, sure, of, course, of course, on Twitter fighting each other. So good luck getting the real story. I don't... Uh, me and Twitter are on the outs. I don't pay much attention oh, anymore. Wait. Since I watched it, um, it's still on my phone. I'll send it, I'll send it to him, John. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I got it right here. I didn't I forgot. Garuvi. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take the lazy way out and send it to the three of you. There, I sent it to you, John, and uh Okay. Joe and Matthew. Matthew, you can just ignore it. Got it. Good at that. Uh, okay, did that come to me in email or is it text? <laughs> text. It should be a text <laughs> arriving shortly. We had a couple of spirited discussions today, boys. 
Kenny. Uh, yeah. We're on the council. No, I understand. Uh, I take it I'm going to become a little bit deflated in my. No, I predict you will become more and more imma- uh, immersed, whatever the word is, fascinated. Um, and they kind of proved a theory or a hypothesis that I have had for a while. And I think we've actually discussed. And now it puts into question everything that I've been watching. Who's Jeremy Reese? That's Riss. Riss. That's his, that's his expert. Okay. Is the wife way in on this one? Uh, uh, no, Heather's not on this one. Well, I got it. So yeah, I'm going to listen to it. Well, actually, I'll be able to watch this, huh? Watch like I told John, I stopped it a hundred times. I've got three pages of notes, Joe, just so I would remember. And you have to look things up because, you know, they're way smarter than the rest How of us. How long is it? Well, Hour 44 it. minutes. It, it feels like 30 minutes. I don't need to watch this before tomorrow, Kenny, do I? Well, I was thinking maybe Krabby. I don't think I can get oh. Dawn to watch it, though. But I, I don't think she needs to watch it. I think she'd be good on the fly. She's good, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Because I wouldn't watch it today. It's opening day, you know. <laughs> oh, when are they playing? Twins? Yeah. 310, Yankees are playing now. <laughs> okay. Everybody else playing tonight. And it's on, it's on uh, Bally's? Yep, 310. Debris. Debris. That's just the pre-sale you're watching there. They actually start it in uh, about 15, 30 seconds. Where does uh, Brett uh, rank in the uh, podcast world? Oh, that's a good question. Reavers might be able to find that out. I I was really proud. he made two jokes that I actually understood and laughed at, huh. which is rare. Usually when he cracks a joke, I just, I'm drooling. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. What, what did that mean? He, for his first joke, and it went right past his guest. I don't understand people that are anti-gravity. And his guest just kept talking. He didn't get the anti-gravity thing. <laughs> Podcast okay, as soon charts. as this is, uh, we'll do it. So give me two minutes. It's got two minutes to save. Two minutes, then. Oh, I was going to crank up the sandblaster. I might just have to go home and watch some baseball. Mickey and the Duke. It's the ball. <laughs> Has been very, very good. I think I'm going to take a pass and not run right on Sunday. Oh, good. We can go back and do more of the show then. Well, what were you contemplating? Or don't you want to say? I don't know. I, mm. I fight at uh, ramen. There's, I, I'm trapped. I'm, I feel stuck. There's not much good to report on. I mean, I can't could, do potholes. I could do the column about the governor's house, but why? I, what difference will it make? What about the amateur drinkers? Not enough facts out yet. No. I'm already on the outs with Carter. So, what about a food food review? Are we 
Are we an echo chamber, Joe? Yeah, pretty much. Do you think John keeps us from being an echo chamber? Yeah, pretty much. I think he helps. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to talk about you behind your back. Yeah, thanks. You guys know I'm still here, You're right? Totally wrong on that Lazaro trial, by the way. That's just there. That's throwing red meat to the dog. But here's here's well, what I like. But though. it's still a news story, though. Yeah, I know. I, know. I think that's what makes us potentially not an echo chamber. Well, good. I prefer not to be one, Matt. I like the fact that Johnny does speak his mind. Yeah, and it's not a. Uh, yes, Joe. Yes, Joe. Yes, Joe. Like you. That's your job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, to tell you the truth, I really don't care. I just pretend to care for the show. Now that's something <laughs> I would advise against saying. I don't kidding. think I kidding. would say that part no, out loud. No, but I'm just saying that. Yeah, we all have our opinions, and but I, I think having somebody on a show, everybody on the show, like-minded, and that's look at look who gets the most responses or time. People that disagree. Hey, I didn't like that. And we read there. Do we think, don't hide from it. Do you I think, think Spencer, do you think Spencer kept the rookie burger on the yes. on the menu out there? Uh, why wouldn't he? It's a fine mix of meat. <laughs> That's true. He's a smart guy. Uh I'll uh um the problem with our detractors uh, is that they think we're an echo chamber. I, and I don't I, Joe never has been. I don't think you disagree. We, you go to the front of the class. We don't have uh we don't have many detractors. Oh, you got to read the comments. On what? Uh, your column and reactions uh, to your I know tweets. My, no, my, it depends on what I write. Uh, we, I don't go to Facebook as much as I used to, but we used to get a lot of detractors there too. Or you you did, I guess, would be better. I, got, I wrote about, uh, uh, last Sunday I wrote about the governor stealing the surplus and then bragging about values and i had a whole list of values are these our values do you feel safe blah 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 and yeah. there were a lot of comments let's say there were a hundred yeah. 99 of them were were in my camp and one guy said you're a miserable old hack why don't you leave blah 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 mm -hmm. so they're only one the uh, the Probably. columns are having no impact on the public whatsoever which is i think reflective of just a no, diminished newspaper presence yeah yeah Okay, I'm ready. All, All right. right. Um, I'm going to close out the council. Um, I'm going, Kenneth. boys. Bye, Kenneth. Johnny yeah. Height. See you later. See you. Alligator. All right, crocodile. <laughs> off, off. And, and broadcast.